0: Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson.
1: I'll be home soon, Napoleon Bonaparte wrote to his wife Josephine. Don't wash. There's no denying that the smell of our partners can be the best scent in the world, But what about when the olfactory stimulation is the only way that you can get aroused? Bromitophilia is a condition where an individual finds the natural body odours of attractive people to be the most arousing stimulus imaginable. And apparently, there's more of it than we think. Tonight, we chat with Stevie, who makes quite a healthy living from selling her used panties online. We discuss the demand the mechanics of supplying her underwear and the cash she's making from this practice each and every week. Jasmine from Conscious Sexuality is along to chat about stress and how to centre yourself to be present and open to sex with your partner after what could have potentially been a horrific day at the office. Nikki from Flirt Adult Store gives us a masterclass in lube and Timberlina will be in to dish her very own special brand of drag therapy. That's all coming up on Lipstick After Dark.
0: Want to unlock your pleasure? Jasmine invites you to push past your limiting beliefs around sex and love. It's conscious sexuality.
1: How are you feeling at the moment? The world is a crazy place. Are you a little bit flooded? Are you a little bit anxious? And do you wonder how you turn into the sexual goddess or God that you are meant to be with all of this going around in your head, like a washing machine here to help is Jasmine Carmen from conscious sexuality. Welcome back to lipstick after dark, Jasmine.
2: Thanks, Louise. Glad to be back again.
1: Now, We are in, as they say, to use a cliche now, uh, unprecedented times and (laughs) (laughs) there is a lot of anxiety and a lot of, uh, I guess we're always, with the masks particularly, we're always conscious of what's going on in the world and sometimes that can spill over into home life, can't it?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. It can really become quite unsettling. Um, especially because there is so much uncertainty as well. So it can really throw us off our what we know to be our safe track.
1: Yes, yeah, for sure. And I guess that that, that is inhibiting a little bit uh, when we come to connect with our partners. If we're all up in our heads, um, it's difficult to unwind and relax and get sort of revel in that sensuality if we're wound up like a, a spring toy, I guess.
2: Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And we, we can sometimes let those unknowns, those anxious thoughts cloud, you know, how we really want to be feeling. And often that what we do want to be feeling is that, that safety, that grounded feeling Um, which then in turn does give us permission to be able to express ourselves um, in the bedroom better. Whereas if we've got all these other noises going on, it can be really hard to to shut that down.
1: Absolutely. So what can we do? Help us.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, I've got a really great tool that is super simple to use. And the the great thing that I love about this tool is you can use it literally anywhere. It doesn't, it's a bit of a no fuss kind of grounding tool. Mm. And what it is, it's about finding your inner sanctuary. And so when I say inner sanctuary, I'm referring to the sanctuary of our bodies yeah. where, you know, it's our bodies that carry us every day and hold us through everything amongst all the turmoil that's going on in our lives. And so within the sanctuary of our body, there are places within us that do feel calm and good. And so it's just about locating that space within us. And so I'd love to share with you all um, a really quick way to find that safe place so that you can feel grounded and not let the um, unknown, you know, take over.
1: Sounds perfect. Okay. What do we do?
2: (laughs) Okay. So what do we do? So the best way to become a bit more like habitual with this tool is I like to set an alarm and it's a reminder for me to just stop and pause and check in with myself. So whether that's when your alarm goes off in the morning and you wake up before you start your day or maybe it's on your lunch break um, or maybe you just want to have a random alarm that goes off at some point so you can stop and check in. So First things first is find when you might want to set an alarm time. Yes. When is going to be the best time for you to pause and check in with your body, which is your inner sanctuary. And then when that alarm does go off and you take that moment to pause, I want you to ask yourself this question, where in my body feels good, safe and warm right now? Right. And give yourself permission to locate where that warmth and that goodness is located. And you might feel it in your heart. You might feel it, you know, in your hand. It doesn't have to be, you know, a specific place in your body. It's just there's going to be some place in your body that feels really good. And when you can locate where that part of you feels really good, really safe, and warm, this is where you're feeling you're in a sanctuary.
1: Right. Got it. And you
2: might feel it in a different place every time when, when you check in. It might not be the same spot every time, um, but it, it might change places. And then when you've located this, this warmth within you, this safety within you, stay with that warmth for about 10 to 15 breaths and just allow yourself to breathe in the good, the good and the safety and the warmth. Mm. Imagine that maybe you're, you know, cuddled up with a blanket and you're feeling really a warm or you're maybe in front of a warm fire. Maybe you're in your favorite coffee shop having your coffee. Um, and this cues the nervous system to remind your body that it is safe and that it's not in danger. Um and the cool thing about this practice is that it is it's just locating that warmth within you sitting with it for about 10 to 15 breaths and then just reminding yourself that in your body you are you are good you are safe and you are warm. And the best thing is because you're locating something within you you've got access to it whenever you need it. You don't have to have something with you. It's just you and your body. That gives you this this space to really nurture yourself um, and it's something that I use frequently, especially it could be used if you maybe have an experienced a confrontational situation and you're feeling a little bit unsettled and it can just be a really great way to just pause, ground within your body, reminding yourself of how good you are and then being able to move forward um, less unsettled.
1: I love it. I love it. And that certainly opens us up to being more connected and, uh, yeah, as you say, safe. Um, When you were going through those scenarios, I had an ootie in my head um, because I do love my unicorn (laughs) (laughs) ootie.
2: That's right. And it's whatever can bring a smile to our face that, you know, really can, it can help to push aside those anxious thoughts, those things that we don't know about, the uncertainties of you know, what's going to happen in the world? And it can just give us a moment to go, hey, right now in my body, it's good. Yeah. And I don't need to worry about anything else for at least 10 to 15 breaths. And that just gives us a bit of a reprieve, which is really comforting.
1: I love it, Jasmine. That was an absolutely beautiful tip. And you're right. Just having access to that within your body and not having to have necessarily the oils or the um, yeah. yoga mat or the, you know, just being able to do that and check in quickly, uh, right. you know, does sort of reset and, and obviously focusing on breath is a really powerful thing as well.
2: Yeah. I exactly really,
1: yeah, I really thank you for that because there are a lot of people out there who are emotionally flooded and anxious right now and that is a amazing tip to just bring us back to being grounded and then being open to being able to connect with our loved ones. Um, absolutely gorgeous once again. Thank you so much for joining us on Lipstick After Dark.
0: You're welcome. Loved being back. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark, right here on Newcastle Live Radio.
1: Panty sniffing is a thing. Did you know that? It certainly is. And it's big business for the people who indulge in it. And tonight, I'd love to welcome to the show Stevie, who is a seller for people all over Australia. Welcome to Lipstick After Dark, Stevie. Hey, thank you. So how did you get – obviously this is something that I have been hearing about more and more. And how did you actually get into this?
3: Uh, to be honest, it was – I was watching a um, called Orange is the New Black when they did it in there, like, like to make money in jail. Yeah. So I was like, surely this is, like, an actual thing. So I Googled it and then I came across, like, Deal and Sniffer um and i was like you know i'm gonna see like what happens on there if i create an account at first was like just like sparked my interest to be honest i just wanted to know like what actually happens on there and then next minute i'd create like a profile and i had uploaded you know like photos and things like that Mm -hmm. and that was that oh, it's it. a it just that stayed away from me. We're watching Orange is
1: the New Black. <laughs> wow. Who knew yeah. that Orange is the New yeah. Black could lead you on a new career path that didn't wind you <laughs> in jail. That's great. <laughs> right. So take us through the process. So you you sign up for, um, so sniffer.com is probably the, the most well-known. Um, there are yeah. other sites as well, aren't there?
3: Yeah, so I use Panty Deal and I also use my own my, um, fans account as well.
1: Right, okay. So do you upload a picture of yourself or do you, like when you're creating your profile, how does it so work? So
3: on I have like a photo of like my, like it's me, like you see like my face and my body and everything like that. Like so I was like a Facebook photo. Yes. Um, and I have like private photos and you have advertised photos. So I put in both. And then you have like your shop as well and you advertise in there like what you actually sell. Um, So, yeah, I'm pretty open about it. So, everything is me. Okay. (laughs) All
1: right. Great. So, people sort of click on it and so you would have the underwear that you have for sale on your site. Yeah. And they can actually purchase that and then you have to get it to them. So, you have to – you post it to them? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, I've heard of some people cry packing their their underwear uh, to maintain the <laughs> smell. Do you do that?
3: Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So they, a lot of my guys will ask, like, a photo as well of you wearing it. Right. So, I'm with it as well and just, like, a thank you card.
1: <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> but, nice. That's,
3: that's- I like that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> That's great, and so um, you cry pack them and you sell them off. And um, how how much? If you don't mind me asking, how much mm-hmm. can someone potentially make from this?
3: I sell them from twenty five dollars upwards, depending mm. on the tech. like. Obviously, if I've purchased, you know, a hundred and fifty like three hundred dollar corset, and they want to purchase that, mm. then I need to make some. So my highest earnings week. So far was seventeen hundred and fifty
1: dollars wow
3: that's yeah, incredible that was, yeah yeah just me far that's not anything else oh
1: yeah wow <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. okay so the criteria is basically that you you need to wear them for a period of time before you sell yeah. them that so how long yeah. is that usually
3: I only really offer like 24 hours and oh. um, some people will it's like, you know, I see after like masturbation and stuff like that in them as well. Yeah. Um, but I personally I don't go for longer. There are other girls who will charge like a certain fee for an extra day and so on. Right. But Okay. Yeah, I personally, but <laughs> Yeah. Stick
1: to the twenty four hours, that's enough, you think. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and do you like is there so obviously you have to – you'd go through a fair bit of underwear. You'd be quite well known at bras and things, I would say. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So do you sort of – I mean, obviously that would be reflected in the price as well. If you're, if you're buying sort of um, lace and, and that sort of thing that's sort of more uh, high-end, then that would obviously get a, a bigger price than um, a bond, for example.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah. so spend more money on the items.
1: Then they have to, like, obviously, I reimburse and plus make some on top of it.
3: Right, oh, I love yeah. it. <laughs> like, I can't believe
1: it. <laughs> Seven hundred, seventeen hundred dollars uh, for yeah. for a week. That's incredible. And yeah, yeah And so you're you're obviously, uh, you know, so you you are work hard at your day job and that sort of thing. How much time does it actually take you to, uh, you know? take the photo, upload it, sell the thing, get it to the post office, that sort of thing. Have you got it down to a fine art in terms of how much time it takes you per week?
3: Yeah, it's, it was difficult to begin with. Like, so I have, like, Mondays off from, like, my nine-to-five job. So on Monday morning, I get up and I have breakfast and I do my normal, like, morning routine. And then I spend about six hours taking photos and videos and whatever else I need to do. So that way, like, during the week, when I wake up in the morning, everything I have is preloaded, like, ready to go, so I don't have to, like, take photos to upload each day kind of thing. Yeah. I was doing that in the beginning, um, and that took me me a while to figure out, like, I needed to do that. So, obviously, now I have more clients and the demand's higher. Yeah. Then I have have to be, like, organized and everything has to be, like, ready to go for the week because if I miss that Monday, the whole week's thrown out. So, it's like an...
1: I mean, it is. It's like any business. You have to have a, a system and a process and a efficient way of doing it so that you're maximizing yeah. that cash flow. Yeah, exactly
3: right. yeah. And like taking a photo of yourself, like you know, like a nude photo or something like that. It's not not easy. You know, you have to make sure you feel good before you actually do it. you Have to be in the right mindset to take the photo as well. Like mm. it is quite a lot of fun, you know, a lot of work. And like I think any girl that takes photos of herself, it's all about your angles and that kind of thing. So it is, it takes a long, long time to upload. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And do you have any sort of regulars that um, like routinely purchase from you?
3: Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I've got like five regulars that are like anything that I post they're uh, purchasing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah <laughs> in, it's incredible
1: and do they sort of try to reach out to you and sort of I, I guess form an online relationship with you or is it very transactional in terms of there's no real interaction because you're just uploading the picture they buy it from the site and that's it
3: uh, no, i know i do talk to everybody on there they definitely try to form more of a more like online relationship more than anything yeah um I, i've had like Men say that, you know, they love me and all that kind of stuff and I have to kind of, like, you know, correct them for what kind of relationship this is.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, but they definitely do, like, you know, ask you how your day is going and they just want to know, like, what you're doing and things like that, like, which I don't mind if it's a general conversation. Um, they touch us as well, but obviously then, if, you know, they start forming feelings, it, that's a bit harder to kind yeah. of deal with.
1: Yeah. For yeah. Sure, you'd have to navigate that very carefully, I would assume. Yeah, 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 for sure. And so this is something that you will obviously keep up, that it's really working for you. And I, I can't believe that it came from Orange is the New Black. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah, but it is certainly, I mean, you must be aware of exactly how popular it is. And there really does seem to be a big uptake in it. Uh, I've really noticed it sort of come to prevalence probably in the last couple of years. Would you say that, that it's increased in popularity? Yeah.
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, mm. I don't know. I think maybe people are more aware of these things. I think TikTok really helps it, to be honest.
1: Right. TikTok, okay.
3: like, kind of, like, people on there talking about their channels and about, like, you know, what sites they're on and that kind of thing. And then I find a huge increase of, like, purchases from then on in.
1: Right, okay. Yeah, TikTok is responsible for, um, you know, certain things really taking off. I do, I do get that. And I guess that lockdown as well would, uh, yeah. would have an effect because people aren't it's, out and about and they are meeting people online and researching things online and, and finding pleasure online more and more.
3: Absolutely, yeah. It definitely got when we were in lockdown. Mm. Um, more restrictions we get, to be honest, the more money. I make, so I, I kind of don't mind being
1: in lockdown, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week's press conference must have uh, made your heart sing because <laughs> 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 Sydney are in, are in it for another four weeks, so um, that's good news for you. <laughs>
3: a good month
1: i can tell you <laughs> stevie thanks so much for joining us on lipstick after dark this has been a fascinating chat and um look good luck to you you're uh, you've certainly got it down to a fine art and a and a good business model i would say so congratulations to you thank you so
3: much
1: thank you <laughs> that was stevie and you're listening to lipstick after dark here on newcastle live radio
0: Some love and sex advice, searching for the answer to your complex, confusing or downright awkward questions. The Queen of the Newcastle drag scene is in the building. It's time for In Bed with Timberlina on After Dark.
1: Welcome back, Timberlina.
4: Hello, another week. Another week.
1: Another week. Yep. Another uh another opportunity for us to save the sex lives of the people of Newcastle.
4: <laughs> yes, let's do it.
1: Could try saving your own, I'm just saying. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we well, can't. You can't in lockdown. You can't do that in lockdown. That's true. You
1: can't you can't hook up in lockdown. Yeah. That so. is that is very correct and very responsible of you. I know. This is my weekly hookup. <laughs> 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 I feel like you could be barking up the wrong tree, but that's okay. <laughs> Take it as you wish. <laughs> okay, here we are. Dear Timbelina, two years ago, I began casually seeing a guy for about four months. One day he ghosted me and fell off the face of the earth. I hate that. About a month ago, my best friend met a guy at a bar who happens to be best friends and roommates with the guy who ghosted me. And last week, her new beau showed up to meet us at the club and brought my ex along. My heart sank into my stomach, but I played it cool and we were friendly towards each other. About an hour later, we ended up hooking up. Oh, girl. I went back to his place and slept over. The next day, we got up, kissed goodbye, and I left. I haven't heard from him since. Now that I've been ghosted twice by the same guy, how should I handle seeing him Uh, Around Because of our mutual friends
4: Sincerely confused Uh, Just friend zone him You need to do the friend zone Even if you see them You can't hook up You can't do any of that kind of stuff You can't be going home with them You can't be doing anything like that You just need to like Play cold hearted And just be like Hey how you going Chats And leave Your separate ways No hooking up I know it's hard when you're drinking But You just can't do that.
1: No. I have two sayings that are coming into my head. The first one is, screwing up once is a mistake and screwing up twice is a choice. Uh Uh-huh. Love that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the other one is, F me once, shame on you. F me twice, shame on me. Mm. Yeah.
4: Love both of those.
1: Look, profound, I know. (laughs) But... (laughs) Hashtag (laughs) truth. Hashtag truth. And I just feel that, you know, you've given him a chance and you let him back in and, you know, everyone deserves a chance. Once. Once. Screw it up again, buddy. Sayonara.
4: Yep. A hundred percent agree with that. Yep. So. Wipe your hands. Yep. There will be no
1: more. You just say, look, uh, it's been real and. Goodbye.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Sure. Yep. Uh, don't put yourself into situations where you're drinking with your friend and her boo and him because you know what's going to happen and you ain't no side piece, girlfriend. Yeah. Yep. Right. You deserve to be chosen. So that's our advice. And you knew that. You knew that before you wrote in. I'm sorry, but you yeah, did. You didn't you need didn't us. <laughs> you know, this is the right thing. So yes, We agree. Stay away. All right. Here we go. Dear Timberlina, I am a 36-year-old straight woman. I was sexually and physically abused as a kid. Mm. I've been seeing a great therapist for five years, and I am processing things and feeling better than I ever have. I was in a long-term relationship that ended two years ago. I've started dating this past year, but I'm not really clicking with anyone. I've had a lot of first dates, but nothing beyond that. My problem is I'd really love to get laid. Mm, I can see that. The idea of casual sex and one-night stands sounds great, but in reality, moving that quickly with someone I don't know or trust freaks me out, causes me to shut down and prevents me from enjoying anything. Yeah, okay. Um, When I was in a relationship, the sex was great, but now I'm single, it seems this big scary thing. Is it possible to get laid without feeling freaked out?
3: Mm.
4: Oh. This one's hard. It is. It's, I feel like it could be a lot to do with mental, mentalness illness um, over the sexual attraction.
1: Yeah. See, thing. okay. So you are like, you know, like we are both extremely open minded, right? Yeah. But you don't mind the casual hookup. Yeah. You know, you'll go there. Not in lockdown. Not in lockdown, no. No. But for me, if I don't click with them mentally, right? Yeah. I can't I can't be attracted to them. Yeah. That's my thing. So I kind of have to know them. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah because um, you know, if they're a good looking dummy, um doesn't do it for me.
4: Yeah. So it has to, you have to be on the same level, I guess. I guess yeah. Maybe you need to visit another city. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying there's not a lot of
1: that going around in Newcastle? <laughs>
4: exactly. I didn't say that though. <laughs> yeah, look, I'll say it. It's thin on the ground. <laughs> yeah, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe yeah. you had both, like all of the attraction and mental and smarts of somebody in your last relationship and that's why was great mm. and now we can't get all of the above um, so yeah just that keep searching keep searching go through all the, the apps the tinders the hinges the mm-hmm. whatever else there is bumble all of them plenty of fish
1: yes yes I get it I do get it all right last one for today hang on I'm going to do that again Last one for tonight. I'm absolutely in love with my best friend and I have no clue what to do about it. We're both queer women. I'm Les- uh, I being lesbian and her bisexual, we, she basically lives with me. Oh, she's over every day and she'll stay the night once a week, us falling asleep sort of but not quite cuddling on my couch. She sends so many mixed messages and I know I'm doing the same thing. We have very, very flirty relationship and have drunkenly made out a couple of times um, and almost joined a couple of orgies before chickening out. Mm. and but that's about the extent of the romantic aspect of the relationship the thing is that I could see myself being with her for a really long time she's so amazing and we never get bored of each other or fight but I don't know if or how to approach the idea of a relationship if I just came out um so dating I just came out, so dating is very new to me. I don't want to risk losing her friendship, but I don't know how to deal with the pain of not being able to do simple things like hold her hand or kiss her. Um, it's especially worse that we both have severe anxiety, so communicating romantically or sexually is very hard for us with anyone.
4: Oh, I guess for me I always say communication is key, but she, they've just said that it's hard for them to do that communication, but I guess you're not going to know until you have that conversation with each other if there is anything more than a friendship. Yeah, you have randomly hooked up, but friends do that when they're drunk, I guess. Um, so what, I th- about, I can... what about a letter? Oh, yeah. That could be something if it was yeah. difficult
1: to verbalise. Yeah.
4: Mm. I've got something to say, here's a letter.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm good on that. I'm good on the text. I like writing. Yeah. Um, usually, usually it's to blow people up, but um, I get my point across and I usually win when I do it that way. So maybe.
4: Maybe, do, yeah, write yeah. down your thoughts. Yeah. And then they might appreciate that even more and then it's either going to be like a yes or a no and you're both going to know and you can either your friendship's going to blossom and it's going to be amazing or going to come crashing down. That's yeah. That's hardest thing with that kind of situation. I've been there. I've done it. It's... How
1: did it go for you in the times that you've done it? Has it been like 50-50 worked and not worked?
4: Yeah. It's worked sometimes and then sometimes I've got like friends for life out of it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to take that risk. It is a risk. I mean, a relationship is a risk, at any kind of relationship really. So, I mean, get in it, try it, and then... You'll find out. Yeah. It's better than having that stress on you of never knowing what's going to happen. Yeah,
1: and it is horrible being in that limbo. Yeah. You know, and we're here for a good time, not a long time, and, you know, if there's an opportunity for love, jump off the cliff. It is scary, but, look, YOLO.
4: Yeah, exactly. YOLO. You only live once.
1: That's it. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I like that response. Okay, so we say, we say if you're finding it hard to verbalise it, write it down, um, have the conversation, take the leap, uh, you know, and if, you're, if your friendship is as strong as what you say it is, then, you know, you can work this out if, if she doesn't feel the same way. I have a feeling she does. Yeah. That's just my thing. And both of you were kind of like secretly in love with each other and too scared to say anything.
4: Uh, That's what I'm getting out of this, or from this one-sided. Yes,
1: yes. So, um, yeah, I just think take the leap. And if it doesn't work out, yeah, as you say, you've got friends for life out of it before. Yeah. So
4: do it. That's what we say.
1: Okay, what's coming up this weekend? Anything exciting?
4: Well, I guess I'm playing it by ear at the moment. Yeah. But just keep checking my socials, I guess. That's the hardest thing for me at the moment. Um, lots of changes in a matter of days with lockdowns happening. But if you want a little bit of fix of me, check out my podcast on any of your streaming apps. And what are your podcast names? So Yas Queen and Alive Not Dead Yet. So check them out um, and keep watching my socials for my events to pop up. Yeah. Hopefully we're out of lockdown soon. Yay. Yay. Restrictions, but I should say we're not actually in lockdown here. So yeah. restrictions.
1: Yes, I hear you. Me too. <laughs>
4: yeah. Um, yeah, I'm
1: getting knee, so I'm ready for it to end. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right, my love. Well, thank you once again for your sage advice. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you on Lipstick After Dark.
4: Thank you. I'll see you next week.
1: That was Timberlina, and you're listening to Lipstick After Dark on Newcastle Live Radio. Fancy a quickie?
0: Nikki from Flirt Adult
1: Store joins us with this week's hot sex toy tip
0: on Quickie with Nikki
1: on Lipstick After Dark. This is definitely one of the more informative segments on Lipstick After Dark, the Quickie with Nikki. How are you today, my love? Good. Thanks for having me back. Always a pleasure. Now, today we're going to be delving into something that I didn't even realise was a thing. I thought that I was fairly, you know, across like all of these sexual toys and that sort of thing that you talk about. But this one had me a little bit intrigued. We're going to be talking about lube.
5: Lube is fantastic. There is literally a lube for everybody and everything.
1: Right. So this is what I didn't, like obviously we know that lube exists, but I didn't realise that there was all types of different lubes for different situations. So talk me through it.
5: (laughs) So you've got about six different lubes that I believe that everyone should have in their little lube kit. So the most standard lube that everybody knows of is your Mm water-based. And water-based is good for everything. It's good for toy play. It's good for sex. It's good for masturbation. It is a natural product that will just – Absorb into your skin and not leave any stickiness, anything. So if you use it, you can literally pull your ducks up after a you know a little afternoon delight and be <laughs> on your way. It absorbs into the skin, no cleanup is required. Right,
1: great. That sounds pretty efficient. Love it. Okay, so what else? What like I mean, I I just sort of assumed that it was all the water based stuff, but you're telling me no. There's different ones.
5: No. So the next one I'm going to show you guys and about is a silicon lube. Silicon lube is really good for anal play as the anus doesn't self-lubricate like other areas of the body like the mouth, the eyes, and the vagina. Yeah. So it's really good for that area so it will keep it feeling really comfortable. And the best part about silicon lube is it can be used in the shower, it can be used in the bath, it can be used in a pool as it doesn't absorb into the body. So it's really good for water play as well, which I know heaps of people are into – you know, we don't have much time during the day, so quickly in the shower, this will make it a lot more comfortable for everybody.
1: Right. So it just, like, it's, it's a thicker consistency, obviously, than the water base, and it doesn't wash away. Yeah,
5: and it doesn't absorb. So right. it needs soap and water to um, be washed off. So it's really good for water
1: Ah, I see. Mm. Ah, you're full of good ideas. I, I know. Like my
5: silicon lube lives in my shower. I love it.
1: <laughs> I love that. Okay. So there's two different types, but you're telling me there's also more.
5: Yep. The next one we're going to go over is a hybrid lube. And a hybrid lube is 90% water and 10% silicon. So you're getting the really nice kind of slipperiness of the silicon, but it is body safe and it's toy safe. And again, it doesn't require a huge amount of cleanup. So it's really good for people who want to have that little bit more slipperiness with their lubrication but they don't want to use silicon, which is going to be super slippery. Yeah. Then the next one that you've got is flavoured lube. The best part about it is it tastes fantastic. You can get it in like 30 different flavours, strawberry, watermelon, all the way up to butterscotch, and it masks the smell and taste of those intimate areas.
1: Right. For those who don't particularly like the taste, that will uh, help that a little bit, won't it?
5: A hundred percent, yeah. We do get a lot of people coming into the store and they do say, I love my partner, but unfortunately there can be these problems. So if they want to still do those things with their partner, like head jobs and oral sex, flavoured lubricant is a really great way of getting rid of the smell and the taste of those kind of you know, personal areas.
1: Right. Okay. I like it. All right. Well, who knew that there were that many different lubes?
5: <laughs> oh, there's so many. There's so, so, so many. Yeah. Well, like, Lube's fantastic. Yeah. Everybody should have lubricant. The biggest misconceptions for lubricant that we get in the store all the time is people think, oh, no, I'm not old. I don't need that. That is the world's biggest myth is that you need lubricant if you're old. Everybody needs lubricant because it just makes masturbation, toy play, and sex so much better. We're not all the same. Our bodies don't, you know activate the way that everybody else's do so some people take a little bit longer for their natural lubrications to come through and adding lubricant to your toy and bed play will make that so much better
1: yeah okay I get it uh yeah and there's so many different you know flavors textures all of that sort of thing to play with so uh Yeah. yeah and it is relatively inexpensive as well isn't it
5: Oh, exactly. You're not going to find lubes not that expensive. It's always just an extra that we offer in stores to people with toys. We say it's going to make everything better. It's going to make touching yourself better. It's going to make toy play better. It's going to be make being intimate with someone that little bit better.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, I mean, lube is just one of the things that you offer at Flirt Adult Stores, Nikki. So uh, when you're in there next, make sure that you are getting your lube with your toys or on the website, of course. And how can people buy the stuff that you have on offer?
5: So you can jump on our website, which is www.flirtadultstore.com.au Use the code AFTERDARK30 in capitals to get yourself 30% off your next full price purchase and add a lube to the cart because at the end of the day, it's going to make everything feel better. It's going to make toy play, sex and masturbation better. And you know what? If you got a spill, put lube on it. It's fantastic. <laughs> It'll work for everything. <laughs> oh,
1: I love it. That's fantastic. Thanks for the tip, Nikki. Uh, always no a pleasure to talk to you. That was Nikki from Flirt Adult Store and you're listening to Lipstick After Dark.
0: Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark, right here on Newcastle Live Radio.
1: Thank you for taking this journey into sensuality with me this winter night, dear listener. But once again, our time together draws to a close for another week. The Greek philosopher Plato said, You can discover more about a person in an hour of play than in a year of conversation. So I encourage you this weekend to stay home, shed your inhibitions, and while we may be restricted in mingling outdoors, Sometimes the best parties involve soft lighting, delicious food and a dance between two lovers. Silver linings, right? I've been Louise Wilkinson and this has been Lipstick After Dark.
0: Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 8pm every Thursday night, only on Newcastle Live Radio.